subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. He has experienced a nightmarish few years as he battles the three C's, cancer, cardiac arrest and COVID. But this man is eternally optimistic. He's fighting fit and excited to take to the stage to perform this weekend in the Knightsbrook Hotel. Brian Kennedy is going to be performing a very special show, including all of his greatest hits on Sunday night in Trim. And seeing one of Ireland's best live performers is not to be missed, let me tell you. I'm delighted to be joined by the man himself, Brian Kennedy. He's on the line with me now. Brian... Sinead, how are you? Well, I'm great. But you know what, Brian? You must feel a bit like a cat with nine lives. I mean, like... Yeah, at this point, I think it's certainly more than nine. You know, it's extraordinary. As you say, I mean, I suppose there's another C we could add to that, which is, of course, the cancer chemotherapy. Yeah. And then, of course, cardiac arrest. And then, uh, you know, coronavirus. Uh, just absolutely extraordinary. But, I mean, you know, it, the body is an amazing thing, really. I mean, I know, I don't, I mean, obviously most women know what I'm talking about here because you guys are so much more on top of getting checked for cancer and well, for things like true. that. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it, for me, it's, it's great to talk about this stuff because you said to me off air, do you mind talking about these things? And mm. I said, of course, I, I, I would love to because there might be a guy listening right now, Sinead, who maybe has the odd symptom of something. He's not sure what it is. He doesn't like to go to the doctor, didn't want to bother the people. Or he's thinking, oh, you know, let's not go to the hospital because of COVID. You've got to park all of that thought and go straight in there if you're worried because, you know, the early detection of anything like I've just been through means I've survived it. I mean, as people keep saying to me, you've really been through them. And I said the important word there is through. I came through it. I yeah. like the other side. And this is, you, you are somebody that is very, very optimistic, which is, you know, yeah. you know, you've gone, as you mentioned, this brutal batter of cancer, which you have spoken yeah. so candidly about, to yeah. cardiac arrest. Tell me first of all about the cardiac arrest, because this was very frightening altogether. Very much so. I mean, I basically for about a year, 
on and off. I had I, what I thought was, you know, uh, stomach acid and heartburn. Mm. And I was kind of putting that down to the fact that we were in lockdown. I wasn't gigging. I wasn't exercising in the gym as I always did because it was closed. And then there was that thing where you couldn't really walk very far from your home. And then suddenly the focus, certainly in our house anyway, became about dinner and lunches and drinks. Of course. And, you know, yeah. and so suddenly that became, you know, the full focus like most people did. But then I, the other thing that was flagged, Sinead, was that when I had a previous scan, you know, I, I have a yearly scan now because of the, the cancer, obviously, and they've always been clear, thank goodness. But the last big scan I had, which is about a year ago, they flagged calcification of um, the main artery going into the heart. And that apparently there's a school of thought that says that sometimes after a lot of chemotherapy, like I had, like I had six months of chemo, and that it's not unusual for the heart muscle to suffer a little bit sometimes, as far as I understand. So certainly we were aware of that. My GP was aware of it. They said, look, keep an eye on it. I went to actually A&E in January this year for about 12 hours. I mean, it's no joke being in there. Mm. So you get, a, a, you know, a, a really a first-hand experience of what it's like to be in the public health system, you know, and how brilliantly they have to, and what pressure they're under. So yeah. ultimately they sent me home with, you know, Nexium or some kind of stomach treatment, just going, oh, it's stomach acid, it's stomach acid. And then in late June, I was at a dinner party. I wasn't drinking. My friends don't drink. So I drove over, drove home again. And I had the weirdest pain down the right side of my body, not my left side where the heart is. And I, it was a pain that I didn't know. I was kind of you know, very unfamiliar and very unlike me, Sinead. I got a wee bit scared. I was mm. just thinking, I don't know what this is. You know, what can this be? There's always a little part at the back of your mind where you think, is this another tumour? Is this another cancer episode? Has something come back? You know, you don't know. Of so course, I took myself that's over always going to be the, the thing that comes to mind for you. Yeah, yeah straight away. Of yeah. course it is. Straight away. So I walked over to A&E because I live quite near the hospital. I kind of semi-staggered over there. Uh, but one thirty in the morning, and after a few tests and all that, they said you're having a massive heart attack. And I was like, "What?" And so honestly, that's then set in place this whole thing. I had an angiogram at seven a.m. that morning, and then a wonderful surgeon called Sarah Early. Um, she said, "Look, we have to monitor your heart now because actually your heart muscle is so damaged by that heart attack, it's only operating at about thirty percent." I mean, these are kind of shocking numbers because I remember looking at um, I think one of the headlines was you know am I going to die and that was it truthful because mm. I did say to her look is this it like am I going to die and she goes she's very amazingly calm these people they're just like look you know no it's like let's just see what the, what the, they, they don't say definitively no they just go let's see what the next few days you know yeah. turn up so my heart muscle had to get stronger before we could even consider any kind of surgery and that's when they said look I think what's going to work best for you is quadruple bypass surgery and they take out all of the veins out of your leg and then put them around your heart and gladly because she was so incredible and the team were incredible um, I survived quadruple heart I mean they open your chest up they collapse your, collapse your lung and they basically rewire you I'd been replumbed because of cancer and now I'm rewired <laughs> because of cardiac so the, yeah as you say and the man with the uh, extra lights you really are oh my god just wrapping my head around what you're saying to me there like it's just it's it's crazy and you know yeah. you, were, you were only back gigging then flipping Covid happened I, I mean, only back gigging only feeling strong again when bloody Covid hit I mean god knows where I got it from you know, you just never know that you know but um, so suddenly I was on my back for two weeks again I lost all my sense of taste and smell and all of that. So it's just one of those things you think, really, really? I've just been through all the things I've been through. But gladly, like I say, after a couple of weeks, I started feeling better. My voice was strong again. My spirit is strong again. I've just done a couple of gigs this week. 
can't wait to get to Trim to do that beautiful show in that hotel and it's a kind of a supper thing as you know so yeah. I mean for me ultimately music is the ultimate medicine and I'm, I'm, only, I'm not saying that flippantly I'm kind of saying it like I know I'm going to be okay if I can stand up there and hit those notes and talk to the audience and just, you know, get on with what I'm here to do, which is to perform and sing. And that was going to be my question, because, you know, I think people would understand if you just wanted to stay in bed, Brian, <laughs> and hide under the duvets and just go, well, oh, you God. you know what? I mean, I can understand why people would say that, but I just don't seem to be built that way. You know, yeah. I'm, I certainly have had a robustness from when I was a little kid growing up on the Falls Road in West mm. Belfast, where I grew up. And But I think for me, it's one of those things I just think, no, if I can actually get up out of bed go for a walk and then get up on stage and sing for, you know, I sang in Slane Castle the other night. Yes. It was a wonderful event. I saw on your and Instagram what a yeah, room right. that you performed in as well. Oh, Amazing. Goodness, yeah. Beautiful. So, I mean, these are all major milestones and steps forward. Obviously, I did Facebook Live shows over the lockdown, but there's nothing that can replace that visceral, you know, exchange between myself and the audience. And we need to feed off each other. So, certainly with every show that I've done recently, whether it was Wheelands or Slane Castle or any of those things, um, it just made me feel better. And again, mm. it's more evidence that I'm getting better. I mean, that surgery was only on the 1st of July. It's the 1st of November. Amazing. And you're, okay. back, you're back performing. And you look great, by the way, as I'm well. I'm feeling as- better. I mean, you know, there's a lot you can do with the old, bold cameras and everything. However, I don't really filter myself very often. And, you know, soberingly, uh, Sinead, my brother, uh, my brother actually died today, five years ago yes. from cancer. We had cancer at the same time. It's his fifth anniversary today that he's gone. So it's sobering to think that, you know, that things could have gone completely the other way for me entirely, but they didn't. And yeah. so I want to use every moment as positively as possible. You know, so it's not an anniversary of a death. It's actually an anniversary of a life. And, you know, on Friday there, it was the third anniversary of my life-saving stoma surgery um, mm. that I had for the cancer. So I can only be positive about these things. I can't, I just won't give any time over to negativity. Of course, you have to grieve yeah. things and you have to be real about things. But at the same time, there's always someone worse off. You know? Yeah, and this is the attitude that we need to have. And just listening yeah. to you, it's infectious. It really is. And you know, so. you were you, you're talking about your early life there. I mean, reading up about it. I mean, I know you have written novels that include aspects of your life. But yeah, I have to yeah. ask, is there plans yeah. to write a cold, hard autobiography? Because let me tell you, Brian, there yeah. is there is a lot going on there. Not just, you know, uh, your your music life, but just your early life. I think people could, there could be a film made about your life. There really could. <laughs> Sinead, have you been reading my emails? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me I'm going to get some sort of exclusive here, am I? Well, well, all I'll say is there are talks in... in well, not about a film, but certainly... Okay. Uh, well, actually, that's not true either. There's talks about visual things and talks about the written word is all I can say to you. Brilliant. For what, Sinead, for once in my life, I'm delighted to have something I actually can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so watch this space because I was thinking there, my God, you definitely could uh, have a movie about yeah. your life. But then I was thinking, who would play you, Brian? Do you know what I mean? Oh, this could be the me. interesting thing now. I think I'd leave that up to the director because <laughs> people always say to me, oh God, I met your doppelganger the other day. And then they show me a photograph and I go, he doesn't look like me. Are you mental? <laughs> and all that. So uh, people have their notions about what I look like and what I don't look like. So I'll leave that up to other people if it, if it ever comes to that, Sinead. Okay. Do you think of anybody you think might um, 
might do a good me. They'd need, well, the, they'd see, need the hairdo, obviously. They need the hairdo. This is the thing. You see, I, 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 I'd be kind of like you. I'd be having to rack my brain now. I'd have to leave it up to casting directors and all the rest. Maybe some young up and coming Brian. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because we could do the whole right. kind of chronological thing. We'd have the young Brian moving into the yeah. Brian today. Do you know, we could have it all happening. We really could. Uh, but again, <laughs> back to what you do best, which is performing. And can I just yeah. say, judging from the interest in the tickets I gave away for this show in the Knightsbrook Hotel oh, and Trim, you have so many fans here eager to see you perform in Trump on oh, Sunday. It's so heartwarming. And Honestly, the loyalty that I've been shown over the past few years is so heartwarming. It means the world to me that people care, that they send me wishes, you know, good wishes and wishing me well. Complete strangers in the street or guys, even, you know, big, big birdie builders going past in their bands going, oh, go on, Brian, you'd be grand, you know, and all that. <laughs> Especially since the recent, you know, independent article or things like that. It's just so heartwarming, I must say. Oh, it's going to be great. And uh, one of the songs actually that we played um, that we were doing during the competition was yeah. Get On With Your Short Life, which of course oh, yeah. resonates so much yeah, now, doesn't much it? So. And also Recovery, of course, the most recent yeah. song I had. A, there's, a, there's a song called Recovery. Yeah. Funny was about recovering from cancer. But of course, now it's about us coming, coming out of this lockdown, recovering mm. from the pandemic and also me recovering from the other two Cs, you know, the coronavirus and the cardiac arrest. My goodness. It's it's definitely resonating and I have to say I I saw a version that everybody should check out by the way you teamed up with a group called New Airs for a take on that song that is really gorgeous that version that you did with them they're so talented and it was their idea completely you know and they just reached out and said look would you come and do a version of that with us and I was delighted to you know and it's funny because I wasn't actually that well before that because that was a little bit before surgery that mm. we actually filmed that because if you think the pandemic's been going on for nearly two years now. yes, so that was kind of a year before that it was just before I had that life changing surgery and I can see a fragility in myself uh, mm. that I, clearly I was getting ready to have the surgery but it's good to have these things documented and also to look back and go, yeah, I got through that and I was able to hit all those notes and everything. Yeah, this is the thing. Like the voice, thanks be to God, the voice is just as it always is. Sounding well, amazing. Way, if, yeah. I can, if I can sanction it, I think that sometimes one of the other positivities out of this lockdown is that a lot of singers like me got a rest. Yeah. We really got a good rest. So I think actually my voice is stronger than ever now. My lungs are back working again after the, the coronavirus thing. But yes, I think there's, again, I'm trying to find positives within this weird negativity we've all been in. Oh, really, Brian, it's great to see you back in action. I wish you Thank healthy, you. happy days ahead. Oh, you too. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. My absolute pleasure. And I can't wait to see you all in Trim at that lovely hotel. Absolutely. Knightsbrook Hotel, Trim, this Sunday, November 7th, knightsbrookhotel.com if you want to get your hands on the last few tickets and you can get in touch with them as well at the reception there that's happening on Sunday, November 7th. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, 
or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.